And uh, Congressman Chuck Fleischman uh, up in Washington right now. Congressman, thank you again for being a part of our show. You were on last week. We had to cut you short. But, uh, you know, uh, the horror that's going on in the Middle East right now, it's just just a horrible time that's, that's taking place in the world right now. It's good to have you. Welcome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, who would have known uh, that this weekend, the sheer horror of Hamas would do what they did to the people of Israel? Um, gentlemen, this is bad. It's going to have long-lasting repercussions. Sure. It's destabilizing for the, for the Middle East. Um, I know Netanyahu very well. I actually know President Sisi of Egypt very well. Um, but... Uh, I've been to Israel, of course, but it's it's so, so sad to see what happened to innocent civilians, and uh, uh, my heart is broken. A lot of people are in that situation. I saw uh, an interview with Kevin McCarthy yesterday, the former Speaker of the House, and he was about as good as I think I ever have ever seen him. He said, here's what needs to happen on this specific thing, and again, it was... Uh, we need to get a speaker, and we need to make sure that our military, you know, the government doesn't shut down, so our military people can get paid. How can you have people <clears throat> that are going to be in the Middle East or whatever on ships, you know, protecting that area and not knowing if their family is going to be, you know, thrown out of their house or whatever? So uh, there, there's things the United States of America needs to do at this point in time, and I don't think we as a country can be slowed down by by not having a speaker right now and getting some things done. Am I right? Well, you're absolutely right. And, Jr. this is why I always advocate to keep the government open. I know some of our friends, even in our party, mm-hmm. respectfully disagree with me, uh, but I am an appropriator. I'm on the front lines of this fight in Congress. My bill, the Energy and Water Bill of Appropriations, was right in front of the House, ready to be debated at the time the motion to vacate was filed last week. We do not have a speaker, let me be clear, and that means all of our business stops. Uh, I'm going to get a classified briefing tomorrow on on the Middle East, and that's an area that I'm very well acquainted with uh, for years, even prior to my my tenure in Congress. But uh, our listeners need to know, uh, I was in a meeting last night with our Republican conference. Uh, It's going to be difficult. Tonight, we're going to have people who want to be speakers stand up and be heard. But we have 221 Republicans. Democrats are not going to help us, so they say. So we're going to have to get a speaker who can get to 217, uh, and that is going to be difficult. Right now, neither Scalise nor Jordan, both great friends of mine, have the votes. Uh, but we're going to have to have that introspective look and, and come up with a speaker. Is there a two questions? Is there a compromise candidate? Or are we going to go back and forth between those two? And my second and probably more important question is, what should the U.S. response be at this point to the Middle East? What would you th- what would you recommend happen right now as far as our military or money or taking the whatever, you know, $6 billion, freeze it again or whatever? What would your response be? Or what would you recommend? I'm going to answer your second question first. Okay. As you know, Jr. and Jed, I have been a longstanding, uh, strong supporter of Israel. I was the one who literally shouted down Tlaib, uh in the last Congress when okay. she wanted to defund the Iron Dome, and the Democrats were actually hiding behind her. Pelosi got that tucked into the bill, and they got up and they realized what they did. 
and I was I was arguing against them for doing that. And she stood up and she said, "That's exactly what we're doing. We're taking Iron Dome funding out." The Democrats went into full retreat. They put Iron Dome, thank God, which is that defensive mechanism right. that shoots down these 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 missiles. So I've been a longtime supporter for full funding for Israel. We're going to have to give them more aid. We have to be honest about that. We've got to give them more military and humanitarian help. We've got to be unequivocal. Israel is our ally in the Middle East. Israel is our only true friend in the Middle East. We have other friends. As I said, the, the Egyptians who receive second the amount of financial aid from Camp David, they're our friends. I know CC well, but Israel's our ally. We've got to make sure that we do not let Israel get overrun by Hamas, uh, by Hezbollah, any of the any of the terrorists, and, and the real problem in this, as we all know, is Iran. Iran mm-hmm. is funding this. It's right. it's wrong, and uh, it's destabilizing. Yeah. We were so close, Jr., to having Saudi Arabia right. uh, acknowledge the existence of the Jewish state in Israel. They didn't want that because they want to be the predominant player in the Middle East, and the Saudis do as well. So there's a lot of dynamics at work. Is that to what your other question? I was going to say. Oh, go wait, wait for a second. Is that what prompted this? That they were so close to an agreement, and uh, yes. Iran and other yep. people just wanted to destabilize what looked like was going to be progress. Absolutely, in my view, because if you recall, the UAE. I met with the sheikh from the UAE just two weeks ago in my office. Huh. When I spoke with him in London about a month ago on international nuclear, UAE is moving towards nuclear, and I want them to buy American nuclear technology. But he came into my office in, in D.C. UAE, Bahrain, and Oman have, have acknowledged, uh, thanks to President Trump, uh, uh, Israel, and are working towards that uh, with the Abrams Accord. So, uh, yes, uh, Saudi Arabia was on the precipice of a deal with uh, Israel, and that was very upsetting to Iran because they would have been left isolated. Uh, but uh, it's going to be something that we, we have to continue to work on the peace process. Answer your question. Give Israel the money and the support they need to secure their border, to, to, to fight Hamas, to fight Hezbollah, and, and make sure, please make sure, that Iran never gets the capability to develop and deliver a nuclear weapon. Uh, that, would be, that would be horrific. Yeah, do we do we know how do we know how far along they are with uh, with with that process? I mean, it's it's going to happen. Well, well, let me let me say this Uh, because of classified information, I can't fully answer that. But Mm -hmm. let me say say this: Uh, uh, what what I can tell you is that they have made sadly, sadly, uh, tremendous gains in progression um, and uh, in terms of where their enrichment capabilities are refining their centrifuges and uh they are a real real danger i will leave it at that they uh and and we have got to monitor that very carefully uh we we slipped up with north korea that was a bipartisan failure that was a failure of several administrations where we look the other way and north korea all of a sudden shows up one day and and enters the nuclear club there's 10 countries right now, maybe 11, with the nuclear capability. Uh, to me, that is bad. I work very closely with nonproliferation issues through Oak Ridge. Uh, people ask me, why are you so involved in this? It's all through the DOE um, endeavors through Oak Ridge, through the NNSA, which we fully fund, 
and uh, all all the great work that our friends up the road in Oak Ridge do uh, towards non nuclear nonproliferation. Yeah, um, I've got uh, some text coming in. It says, "Do you think Russia might be a part of this mess?" I'm just going to go through them real quickly. Uh, instead of just sending them money, why don't we give them a plot of land somewhere in the United States to resettle? Surely they understand by now that location is not a safe place, and they're going to continue to be attacked. And do you think the chaos in Congress had anything to do with the timing of this attack on Israel? And which I bring up uh, that the, uh, the next point, and I know we got a lot going on this morning, but of course Kennedy's announcement yesterday uh, uh, being an independent, is that just going to splinter the Republican Party even more? Well, here's the situation right now, unfortunately, and I'm going to take my Republican hat off. I've worked with three administrations. I know cabinet officials from three. Uh, Secretary McDonough couldn't have helped me more to get a national cemetery in the great state of Tennessee. He came to my office a year ago when, when we hit some snags. He worked with me. So I'm not just going to point fingers to point fingers, but Joe Biden is incompetent. This administration, he walks around, uh, has no idea what's going on. He had a party the other day at the White House. Uh, he is rudderless and confused, and the rest of the world knows this. Our friends know this. They tell me that. Our foes know this. So this is a time where we need strong leadership in the White House. We don't have it. So we're going to have to get strong leadership from the, from the Congress. Let me address Russia. Uh, Russia has long supported Iran, okay? They have an alliance there. Um, Iran is actually sending them drones uh, for the war in Ukraine. Uh, I don't think Russia is directly involved in this, but traditionally, go back when Russia was the Soviet Union, they were always on the wrong side. They backed the Syrians, they backed uh, the Arab attacks on Israel in, in 73 and in 67, so they've never been a good actor in the process, uh, but they do have influence in the area. And um, so, so to say that they're directly involved, probably not, but they're on the wrong side of this, just like I think they're on the wrong side of, of Ukraine. I've supported Ukraine aid because when you have someone like Putin who would actually say uh, he would consider using a tactical nuclear weapon, that's a non-starter. We can never have that rhetoric. Uh, I know a lot about nuclear weapons. That's what I do in Congress. That's what I do uh, for the American people through the NNSA, through the Department of Energy. We fund the development of that, and uh, we do never, we never want to see the use of a nuclear weapon, uh, tactical or large scale, in our lifetime. It would be devastating. All right, Congressman, Speaker of the House. I'm, I'm going to Vegas. Speaker of the House. I'm, I'm going to sure. Vegas to bet big money. Who should I bet on? Um, right now, uh, <laughs> I, I think Scalise, but Jim Jordan is a, is a friend of mine. Neither have the votes to get to 218. Right. Um, there's been some talk about whether or not Kevin McCarthy is going to get, uh, reintroduced. Um, that's a possibility, huh. uh, not a probability in my view. Uh -huh. Um, but uh, some of our conference last night were adamant that they wanted Kevin back. I just don't see how he gets those eight votes. And we're going to get no hope from no help from the Democrats. And by the way, I'm not chiding the Democrats for that. I chide them about a lot of things because somebody came up to me and said, "Well, Chuck, some of my Democratic friends, would you have voted to help Nancy Pelosi?" Heck, no, I would not have. <laughs> All right, you were on the other foot, so that kind of woke me up a little bit. It's like, come on, guys, give us a few votes on your side and save Kevin. Uh, it was not there. It was a sad, sad day. 
We've never vacated the chair, uh, ousted a speaker in our history. Right. And uh, now the House is literally left without an ability to do anything. Hey, uh, real quickly, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a viable candidate? Yes, no? Not a viable candidate, a viable voice. Uh, the Democratic Party, um, like the Republican Party right now, is, is splintered and fractured. Um, uh, Joe Manchin may be getting into this. I know Senator Manchin very well. Hmm. Uh, but I think Kennedy is pointing out very aptly the Achilles heels that the Democratic Party has uh, in their in their platforms, in their ideology, in their ethos. So I, I think it's good for the country to have that voice there. Uh, but right now, my view is they will stick with Biden. It'll be Biden versus Trump. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I, I've supported Trump from the beginning. He's a friend. I'll be with him next month. But those of my friends on the Republican side who do not care for Donald Trump's like, wake up. He's going to be the nominee get past that and that's a hard thing for some of my republican friends um but when it, it right now the way i look at it it's going to be trump versus biden it's going to be a knockdown drag out um and it's going to be too close to call and ugly congressman always yes, enjoy you. Ugly. always enjoy your insight and uh look forward to talking to you some more thank you congressman means a lot thank that you. you called in i appreciate it very much